How will House Republicans, now in the minority, approach transportation and infrastructure in the new Congress? That's the subject of this special episode of Bloomberg Government's Suspending the Rules. I'm Adam Taylor, once again joined by my fellow BGov legislative analyst Sarah Babbage. Hello. And transportation policy reporter Sean Courtney. Hello. In our last special episode, we heard Sean's interview with incoming House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee Chairman Peter DeFazio. Today we'll hear from Ranking Member Sam Graves in Missouri. Sean, Representative DeFazio talked about increasing funding for infrastructure by indexing the gas tax to inflation. And that's something that Graves doesn't support. Tell us what he would like to do instead. Graves is more interested in moving towards what's called VMT. vehicle miles traveled. It's a mileage-based user fee that would charge people based on how far they drive rather than throwing funds from the gas tax. Graves is a new face as the top Republican on TNI. What else seems to be at the top of his to-do list as the ranking member? He wants to get an infrastructure package done uh, in addition to what Peter DeFazio has said he wants to do. He's he's eager to, to get involved with that. So he's looking to be a good partner to the chairman. You know, one thing we did start talking about, though, was that he's been chosen to be the top Republican on the committee. And for a while there, we weren't sure if he'd be the chairman or the ranking member, but he said either way, he's, he's pretty happy to be involved. When you get that kind of uh, uh, support, overwhelming support, you know, from your colleagues, it, it, you know, it means a lot. It's very humbling. Mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine. Well, so as we look into the next Congress, we're going to have Democrats in the House leading the House. We'll have a new chairman who's been the ranking member, Peter DeFazio. You'll be taking on this new role for Republicans. And there are two big things that seem to be the standalone priorities for next year. One is an infrastructure bill, and then another is a surface transportation reauthorization. You know, in the last year, Congress has passed the FAA bill, a WERDA bill. There is a really healthy allocation for transportation spending that a lot of your colleagues have said, you know, this is kind of doing the infrastructure work that the president wanted us to do. Do you differentiate between doing an infrastructure bill infusion of some sort next year versus doing just a surface transportation bill? Well, they may, to be quite honest with you, they may end up kind of combining, you know, the infrastructure bill may kind of morph into, or at least the the surface transportation bill morph into as a part of the infrastructure bill. Infrastructure, the, the problem is the timeline. We don't have to have an infrastructure bill, or we don't have to have a service transportation bill done for another two years, but infrastructure we'd like to see done this year. So we may, you know, move that surface transportation forward or at least do a lot of it in infrastructure. I've, I do not foresee us doing two separate bills. I just, first of all, we can't afford it. Um, but second of all, there's really no need to do two bills. The infrastructure bill is going to be heavy on surface transportation anyway, and so I foresee us in just visiting with Peter, you know, that kind of morphing into uh, into one. Okay. Well, so then how do you see that playing out in, at least in the House side, right? You know, we have Democrats in charge and they have one perspective on how to do this. How do you see working with, with Congressman DeFazio to, to do something and get it done? I think we'll be able to work together. You know, Peter and I get along great. That's, you know, half the problem with a lot of committees, but we get along well. Traditionally, the um, Transportation Committee has been very bipartisan, and there's no reason why that tradition will not continue. You know, there will be things that we disagree on, and and there will be many things that that we agree on. Probably the biggest thing that we're going to have to figure out is, you know, how we fund this, how we figure out how to to, uh, find the dollars to to move forward with either, you know, a surface transportation or infrastructure. We're going to have to figure out how to to do that, and that's probably where some of the disagreement will come. We may be able to find some common ground, but uh, there's always going to be a few things out there. Right, right. Well, do you think that's somewhere where the White House could play a role? You know, Congressman DeFa 
Fazio has said that he believes that the president is serious about trying to do infrastructure this year. And he's previous, the president has been quoted saying that it's going to have to wait until after the election anyway. So, you know, is there a role that the White House could play, especially when it comes to the funding component, that you think would help smooth the, the process here? Well, they'll definitely play a role. How much they play or where we fall uh, on moving forward, you know, you know, whether or not that's a gas tax, which I've always been against, increasing the gas tax just simply because it's so regressive or moving into something new like, say, a VMT. You know, and if it's a broader infrastructure package, there may be even more fees, you know, which will create problems on our side. But the White House is definitely going to pay a role, play a role. And, and depending on whether they endorse part of that or not endorse part of it, it's going to have a huge impact. Right. I believe your, your Democratic counterpart is interested in indexing the gas tax and then potentially bonding off of, you know, estimates on how much money that would raise. And then, uh, you know, he's also interested in looking at maintaining some of the, the formula funding that we have that's that's funded through the through traditional gas tax. He's also talked about doing like a, some sort of VMT pilot, you know, the last FAST Act, which is the Surface Transportation Bill, included a small pilot. I believe he's talking about doing something that's more nationwide because he and other Democrats are consistently saying that they don't think that the VMT, which I know you're you're interested in, in pursuing, is is ready for a full rollout. So do you think that there's a way that this could happen and you could support something that includes a gas tax increase, but then also really shifts towards doing a VMT over the long term? Well, I don't want to do both. I don't want to have a gas tax and then layer on top of that a VMT. I want to eliminate uh, the gas tax and then go with VMT. But I applaud you know, Peter for doing this nationwide, he's looking at doing a nationwide VMT pilot um, with the opportunity to opt in. I think that's fantastic. Um, he, you know, does come from a state that has the largest existing uh, pilot program right now um, out there. So there's a lot of good knowledge to be uh, learned from that and in moving forward. And we're going to have to find something to, you know, make the uh, Highway Trust Fund sustainable uh, moving forward. So. Um, I think this is great. I think it's a great opportunity to see, you know, what the potential is out there. We have to recover those dollars from vehicles that simply aren't paying mm -hmm. uh, for the use of the system, you know, the electrics, the hybrids um, that, uh, that are out there. So, you know, I think this is a huge opportunity. Uh, and it's something, obviously, I've talked about a lot about and supported. You know, I am not a fan of the gas tax, and, and I hate to see us spend those political, you know, that political capital to increase a gas tax and have to turn right back around and, and do something different down the road because it's simply, uh, you know, decreasing every single year. Right. But I mean, do you think you can, in this infrastructure bill, somehow get the country ready to switch over to VMT by the time that the gas tax and the FAST Act sort of expire? Well, that's the challenge. And, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to have to work through it. We're going to have to work through the problems with, uh, you know, with our colleagues. You know, and this isn't about, you know, what my proposal is too, is this isn't about tracking. Nobody wants to track anybody. You know, I want to do this at the pump and we can do it through a simple formula, at least for, for individuals. Mm -hmm. the commercial sector is going to be fairly easy to roll out. Individuals, it's going to, it, that's going to take a little bit longer and we're going to have to, to work through a lot more issues, but we're not talking about tracking it and that's one of the misconceptions um, that's out there and, and uh, that's one of the things we're going to have to work through uh, to hopefully be able to do a rollout of something new, you know, by the time this thing wears out. 
Right, right. Well, so over in the Senate, they just had a hearing about funding surface transportation and the needs for surface transportation. And, and Senator Barrasso, who's the chairman of that committee and is a Republican, said that he believes the current way that the FAST Act is written, which involves a lot of formula-based funding, is probably the best way to carry forward because it allows rural areas and urban areas to best use resources to what they need, right? And I'm wondering if that is an approach that you think should be maintained and that you'd want to see in a in a, a new infrastructure bill of some sort? Well, a lot depends on what the rules look like, you know, coming out or going in at least to uh, to the next Congress. But, you know, as it stands right now, I do like the, the formula situation. I like the states obviously having a role, uh, a bigger role in that process, but it helps the rural areas. Um, you know, that's important to me coming from a district that, that I come from. So if nothing changes in terms of how we allocate dollars um, or who makes that determination, you know, whether it's, a bureaucratic DOT or Congress, mm-hmm. um, depending on how that turns out, uh, then the formula situation that we have or the formula system that we have right now, uh, I think serves its purpose. Right. Well, because right now there's there are funds from the gas tax which go to public transit, and there are some people who think that you know maybe that's not fair, but it is sort of this exchange where um, transit also keeps people off of roads, right? So um, it, it sounds like what you're saying is you know as long as the balance that exists currently is maintained and it doesn't just, like tip the scales one way or another, it's something you'd be comfortable with. It is something I could be comfortable with. We we may take a look at the. Uh, that balance, you know, that you talked about and how we distribute those dollars. But, you know, and that's, we may change who's making the decision on how the, you know, if we make a change on, you know, if Congress is going to have more input into exactly how dollars are spent, that's going to change everything. But, you know, aside from that, uh, I think we'll keep a formula system. So do you anticipate maybe trying to move more of the onus on to Congress and away from DOT? And is that something that you think um, Peter well, we DePazio would, like would... back to that, many of us, you know, but that's going to depend on, you know, now that the Democrats are in charge of the House, it's going to depend on how they want to structure their rules. Because that's a rule, it's not a law, it's a rule. And, uh, you know, that has yet to be determined. Yeah. Uh, do you see yourself playing a role of being like a balancer or a, a communicator between the House, which is Democrat controlled, but then also over at EPW, you know, you have conservative Republican who's in charge of that committee. Do you kind of see yourself being almost like an ambassador of some sort? Or That's what, yes, I do. Um, you know, not only, you know, between the, the Senate and the House, but also the White House and the House, um, you know, I'm hoping to play that role. And I think I'm going to be uh, right in the middle of it just mm-hmm. simply because you know, my situation and, and given the, you know, the, the split Congress that we have. So. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds like you got your work cut out for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. It's going to be challenging, but good. Thanks for having us today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. That was my interview with Representative Sam Graves. He's the new ranking member on the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. Thanks, Sean. It was great to hear his perspective. If you didn't catch our last special episode featuring Sean's interview with Transportation and Infrastructure Chairman Peter DeFazio, be sure to check it out. Like all our episodes, it's available on SoundCloud and iTunes. For Sean Courtney and Sarah Babbage, I'm Adam Taylor, thanking you for listening to this special episode of Suspending the Rules.